Welcome to the Principles Experience. This channel is designed to give you financial content in the areas of business, finance, and investing, while bringing you stories of the mindset of entrepreneurs and their tips on building the business. Sit back and learn on how you can develop your financial wisdom and create a blueprint for financial freedom. What's going on, family? Welcome back to the Principles Experience. My name is Kevin Jenkins, and today I have a great episode outlined for you all. In this episode, I'm going to talk about options trading and how it's different from investing in a stock, specifically comparing it to when investing in a stock market. I'm also going to discuss the requirements with trading options and how you can make this another stream of income for your portfolio. Now, I wanted to give a disclaimer before I move forward. My content is designed for informational and educational purposes only. Please consult with an advisor or a brokerage firm when making an investment decision. The information I give you, please do your own research and become aware of the risks when making an, an informed financial decision. You must understand your own risk, risk tolerance, time horizon, and be comfortable with making a specific investment decision. Now, before I go into what options are, the one thing I did want to stress is trading options are more riskier than trading stocks. The cost of entry is also much higher. So I recommend to always start long term with investing in great index funds and stocks. Consistently, you want to invest month to month. And then once you have enough capital and discipline, I will start to move forward to looking into options. So it's not something that you want to just jump into if you don't have a full understanding of just the stock market and how to place trades in the stock market. The options is really another level when it comes to investing. But I definitely want to give you all another option. So when you do get to that point, you have some information that you can go to when deciding to trade options so it's definitely a great way to expand your wealth so let's dive into the discussion so what exactly is options it's simply a contract between two parties uh, the first party is the buyer of the contract this is called the option holder and the second party is the seller this is called the option writer when you are investing in a stock you have ownership of that company Rather, when you are trading options, you own the contract of that specific security. There isn't any ownership of that company. Now, you will see the same companies in the options market that you will see on the stock market. And I know options, uh, some options securities, they trade on the Chicago, uh, Chicago boards of options. Um, that's pretty much who operates just the options market. And then, as you all know, you know, with the stock market, uh, one of the exchanges is the New York Stock Exchange. So definitely be aware when it when it comes to uh, that, you know, that comparison. Uh, that is, you know, one of the differences when comparing options to stocks. Now, uh, to help you all understand the terminology to describe the option holder and the writer of, of the contract, the option holder is not only the buyer of the contract, but the holder is long on the position as well. Uh, with the option writer, uh, they are the seller 
on a contract and they are short on a position. So always think when you when you see a holder of a contract, that's the buyer. When you see the writer, that's the seller. And then we're going to go more in depth of specifically how those two uh, specific parties um, work within the option contract. So with options, you have what's called a call and a put option. Now, when placing a call on an option, an investor is buying a security from the writer, which is the seller at a fixed price at any time during the life of the option contract. If the writer is called, the contract holds the writer responsible for delivering the securities to the holder, which is the buyer, at the fixed price. With placing a put on an option, the investor is selling the security to the writer at a fixed price at any time during the life of the option. If the securities are put to the writer, the contract holds the writer responsible to buy the securities at a fixed price. When you are looking at options, you will have to pick what's called a strike price. And there also is an expiration date on each option contract that you trade. Now, the strike price is the fixed price specified in the contract in which the holder can either call away the security or put the security. Called away is simply when a contract is exercised and sold to the seller of the contract. The life of the contract is specified by the expiration date of the contract. And I wanted to mention uh, most brokerage companies, they give you a list of the strike prices and the expiration dates you can choose from. Uh, so don't think that that's a number that you always have to pick. You do have the option picking it yourself. But what I will recommend is using the options that the brokerage companies give you where they're able to give you a list of the strike prices and the, and the expiration dates. So you're not shooting in the dark. Now, I know with Fidelity, uh, my brokerage firm that I work with, they give you that option. So it's best to do your research on the option contract. And then choose what you think is the best strike price and expiration date. In order to lock the contract, the holder, which is the buyer, they must pay what's called a premium to the writer, which is the seller. The premium is essentially the price of purchasing the contract. Do not confuse the premium with the strike price. There are two different completely things. The strike price is pretty much the number that you have to pick or using the list of what the brokerage firms give you on the contract and the premium is what you're paying to secure the contract. So uh, also keep in mind for the price of each share you own, the contract covers a hundred shares. So that's why, you know, trading options is much more profitable because, you know, with the stock market, if you just have one share of a company, you know, you just have one share of, of a company at that whatever price it is. But with the options market, it covers 100 shares for, for each contract that you own. So let's go over an, over an example so I can make it more concrete for you all. So let's say a customer buys one AMD January 150 call at $5. The customer will pay a premium of $5 per share, which will be $500 for the contract in order for the investor to secure that contract. And I got the 500 by timesing 100 by five. So, you know, I just took the 100 shares 
and then I times it by five, $5, which is the premium, which gives you the $500 it costs to secure the contract. Now, January is the expiration date and 150 is the strike price. And then the call is just a specific uh, option that the person, that the investor uh, wants to place on an option. Now, the rule of thumb to know with expiration dates is the closer an option gets to the expiration date, the more it becomes less valuable. It, it becomes, you know, worthless. So if you have an option with a two year expiration time frame, uh, it's smart to be out of the option in a year so you don't lose the value of the contract. Um, it, it definitely varies when it comes to letting uh, your contract expire, because if you are in a good position, um, which I will explain later throughout this podcast, uh, when you will let your contract uh, expire, because that's really the best alternative that you have to profit on the position. Sometimes it makes sense to allow the contract to expire, but really the rule of thumb is, you know, if you're placing just a simple call option, you really don't want to wait for it to get all the way to the end of the expiration date because <clears throat> it, it starts to uh, depreciate and lose its value. So uh, also what I want to talk on is the, the holder, which is the buyer of the contract, has three choices with with a uh, they have three choices when it comes to the contract. It can either be exercised, expired or traded. When a call contract is exercised, the holder buys the specific security at the strike price from the rider. Therefore, the rider is obligated to sell the specific security upon exercise. If a put contract is exercised, the holder sells the specific security at the strike price to the con contract rider. Therefore, the rider is obligated to buy the specific security upon exercise and if the holder of a contract allows the contract to expire, an investor loses the premium paid. Conversely, the writer earns the premium received. If a holder trades their, their contract and investor sells it to someone prior to the expiration date, the investor will profit if the premium received exceeds what they originally paid for the contract. Now, I wanted to explain how the premium is influenced by the expiration date, the volatility and the intrinsic value. The longer the contract has until expiration, the greater chance that the security price will move to the desired direction. This will essentially increase the premium. Greater volatility will also increase the premium because the security price can move into the desired direction. Lastly, intrinsic value also increases the premium. If the contract has intrinsic value, this amount is included in the premium. The higher the intrinsic value, it, it leads to the higher the premium. Intrinsic value is determined by the contract being either in the money or out the money. So I know a lot of times if you hear analysts on CNBC or just when you do research when it comes to options, you have these terms that are called in the money and out the money. And these are essentially how intrinsic value is measured when you are trading, op trading options. Let's go over another example of an option call that's in the money. So let's assume that there is, a, is an investor that wants to buy one AMD January 30 call when the market price of AMD is $32 per share. 
The market price is another term for the premium. Now the contract has an intrinsic value of $2 per share. Since the holder has the right to buy the stock at $30 when it's worth $32. The call contract is in the money by $2. The $2 of the intrinsic value represents the minimum premium for the contract. When a call contract is at the money, the strike price and the market price are the same number. So let's take that same example we just went over. And if AMD had a January 30 call and a market price was $30 per share, the contract has no intrinsic value. The holder can buy the stock at $30 and it's worth $30. A call contract is out the money if the market price falls below the strike price. So if AMD has a January 30 call and the market price was $27 per share, it will be out the money because the holder has the right to buy the stock at $30, but it's only worth $27 per share. With put contracts in the money and out the money, it works completely opposite of call contracts. So in the money contracts, the market price is lower than the strike price. Uh, whenever a put contract is out the money, the market price is higher than the strike price. And at the money with put contracts, it will be the same. The strike price and the, the market price is the same. Now, the last concept that I wanted to discuss with you all is bullish and bear strategies that you can use with trading options. When a contract is bullish, an investor expects the stock to go up. When a contract is bearish, an investor expects the stock to go down. These are speculative option strategies when an investor attempts to profit if the market price of the security rises or falls. So when you use a bullish strategy on an option contract, you can place either a long call or a short put. An investor will make a profit in a rising market. With a long call, the maximum gain on this position is unlimited because the contract can go further and further in the money. The maximum loss on a long call is the premium paid. If the market price drops below the strike price, it would not make sense to exercise an option since the contract is now out the money. Therefore, an investor will let the contract expire and will lose the premium paid. So this is what I explained earlier when I said sometimes it makes sense to allow the contract to expire because in this case, it's out the money. So it doesn't make sense for the investor to exercise the option if it's already out the money. What an investor is going to do with this bullish strategy with a long call is they're just going to allow the contract to expire and the only thing that they're going to lose is the premium paid. So, you know, you got to kind of look at the risk reward out of this situation. Uh, the break even on a long call is the strike price plus the premium paid. With a short put, the maximum gain is the premium paid. If the market price becomes higher than the strike price, the contract would not be exercised because it's out the money. Therefore, the contract would expire and the writer will earn the premium received. The loss increases as the market falls with the maximum loss being the strike price minus the premium. The break even on a short put is the strike price minus the premium. Now, I wanted to briefly go over bear strategies. We just went over bullish strategies, uh, which are long call and short puts that you can place when trading options. With bear strategies, an investor can either place a short call or a long put. With a short call, 
The maximum gain is the premium received. The maximum loss is unlimited because if the market rises, it does the opposite of what the investor hopes for. Therefore, it's a it's an unlimited loss potential as the contract goes further and further in the money. The break even is the strike price pl plus the premium with a long put. The gain increases as the market falls with the maximum gain being the strike price minus the premium. Since the stock could fall to zero, an investor has increasing gains. As the contract goes further and further in the money, the maximum loss is the premium paid. And then the break even is the strike price minus the premium. Now, the last thing that I did want to point out is if you are looking to start trading options, uh, most brokerage firms require you to create what's called a margin account. And basically all the margin account is it allows you to be able to sell, uh, you know, allow you to sell a stock short or even buy a stock long. And uh, with uh, a margin account, it has requirements where you have to have at least a $2,000 minimum to trade options. You also have to have a 50% deposit on any long or short position. So it's best to have more than a $2,000 when trading options because your account cannot fall below this value. If it does, the brokerage firm will issue a maintenance call to acquire the amount needed to bring the account back up to the minimum maintenance margin. And I know that time frame that they give you on the maintenance call is only like two business days where you have to get the account back to 2000 so that completes uh, this episode, and uh, I thank you all for, for, for tuning in. I hope you all got some uh, great understanding of, you know, what options are, you know, how they're different from the stock market. Like I mentioned, you know, with options, it's simply a contract between two parties, and that's both the option holder and then the option writer, which the holder is the buyer and the writer is the seller uh, with stocks. You have ownership of a company rather than when you're trading options, you just have, uh, you know, ownership of that contract. You're not owning anything on a company. Uh, we also know that with options, the they have expiration dates, uh, which typically I believe the maximum is two years. Uh, and then you also can even do expiration dates for a year. So you do have the flexibility and then. Keep in mind that with options, you do have to decide on the strike price and the expiration date. Oftentimes, those are the two biggest factors on how profitable you can be on the position or the losses that you're willing to take or that you will lose. So, you know, definitely make sure that you have an understanding of how options operate and doing the research so you can be able to pick the best strike price and then also the expiration date that, that can give you the best a chance to be able to profit on the position. And then, you know, we also went over the speculative strategies, which is pretty much allowing you to profit when uh, you can either profit rather if the market rises or if it falls. And we know that some bullish strategies that you can use is you can place either a long call or a short put. If you are looking to use bear strategies, you can either place a short call or a long put. So I really hope that this was very valuable and beneficial for you guys. Um, and also, you know, for everyone out there that's listening, if 
if this is something that you are looking to wanting to get involved with, like I said earlier in this episode, uh, make sure that you come with the right mind frame. You know, options is not for the weak. You have to be able to take the risk as well as the reward that comes with this this strategy when it comes to investing. Uh, my my recommendation of advice is to always start off long term, uh, continue to contribute to a Roth IRA. Uh, make sure that you have your money in good index funds, that you're looking at stocks and you're you're having the discipline and the consistency of investing month to month. So when you do get into options, you are more level headed. You know, you have great discipline and you're willing to take the risk that comes with, you know, you're, you're willing to take the risk as well as the gain when it comes to trading options. So, you know, I thank you all so much for listening. As always, if you have any questions, um, don't hesitate to reach out. All of my information is on my link tree. I'm going to put it in the show notes. You can reach out to me and uh, I would love to be able to continue to just give you more information on what I've learned when it comes to options. As always, if you all can please uh, continue to share uh, this conversation of financial literacy amongst your family and friends if you can also leave a review on the different audio platforms that are in my link tree i would greatly appreciate that it's always good to uh to see and to know what my audience thinks of my content and uh as always i thank you all so much for your support and tuning in to the principal's experience and take care